Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 125. I bought the used car, had the inspection done. How do I price... How do I prioritize repairs? Uh, First off, I want to thank uh, Quentin for this one. He's one of my normal customers at the shop, and uh, this was kind of his idea of uh, that, you know, if you've bought a used car and you've had someone actually professionally look it over and and do an inspection for you as far as, you know, good visual inspection and road test, and has written up sort of a list of things to do to bring it up to par, as they say, um, you know, he wasn't really sure, well, how do you, you know, how do you go down that list? So, uh, I want to thank him for the idea. Uh, also just want to uh, reference that if you want to check out episode number 10 of my, uh, list of, uh, podcasts, it's called, uh, PPI, do I need one? That's pre-purchase inspection. Do I need one? And also check out episode 11, which is maintenance versus repairs. And so basically, I kind of will expand and elaborate on some of the stuff I'm going to talk about today in regards to, uh, like I say, of whatever list you have of, of things to do on the car to bring it up to date and, and uh, make it safe and reliable. So that's kind of the uh, idea behind this particular podcast. So also a quick commercial. Um, I am, uh, uh, you certainly can have the opportunity, and I would appreciate it if you want to become a uh, patreon if you go to uh, podbean.com and search brad kyle's motorworks podcast you'll come to the main uh, page for my home page for my podcast and upper right hand corner it says become a patron if you click on that uh, you can uh, subscribe Uh, it's five dollars a month you can do less you can do more Uh, but the big thing behind it the main thing is that it opens up a whole list of podcasts that I are only available through subscription Um, what I've done is to take podcasts that I feel that if you apply them in your automotive uh, life so to speak ownership life uh, if you apply the information that I give you you will save yourself uh, thousands if not maybe even tens of thousands of dollars and hopefully also reduce uh, any kind of uh, you know negative uh, uh, hassle as far as car repair okay so I, I think they do have value and so what I've done like I say is that it, it opens up uh, quite a list it's about uh, 12 to 15 podcasts that um, you know really can definitely save you money if you apply uh, that information that I provide you on those so anyway uh, let's get started on this one so you know again you bought a, a used car uh, whether it was from a dealer or from a um, a private party, either one, I would definitely recommend that you, hopefully you have a shop that you trust that, uh, is capable of looking over the car, preferably one that either specializes in that brand of car, or certainly, um, you know, they have a lot of experience with it. I wouldn't, especially if you buy like a European or an exotic car, I would not recommend taking that car to just a general repair shop. You want to find one that either works on, you know, German cars, European cars, uh, even someone that's an Asian specialist, if that's you've gone that route. So that's just my bit of advice. So in any case, 
basically what you're doing is you're asking the shop to very do a very thorough visual look over of the whole car uh, some again may call it a pre-purchase inspection post-purchase inspection um, just a general visual inspection okay uh, what you're going to want them to do is, is road test the car first, do a very thorough visual look over of the whole car where they're checking tires, brakes, steering, suspension, lighting equipment. Um, and again, they hopefully, and this is something you may want to ask them ahead of time, that you want them to either print out for you or have available where they can pull up what is the normal factory recommended maintenance intervals for different things for that specific car, okay? Because that should be part of the you know, uh, look over of the whole car, so to speak. Okay. So what you're looking for is a list and you want them to prioritize it, um, in, in order. Okay. And to my thought, that order should be safety items first. In other words, anything that has to do with the safety of the driving of the car. Uh, second would be reliability and dependability. Okay. Anything that would affect those two, uh, items. Third would be uh, life left in a particular part, okay? So again, this also goes back to, that particular item goes back to, if they have a lot of experience with that particular line of cars, uh, let's just say as a, for instance, that the car's got 80,000 miles on it, and, you know, again, you don't have necessarily any records on the car. They don't necessarily have any records on the car. So the question becomes like, well, when was the water pump replaced as a, for instance? Okay, if at all. Uh, the reason I bring that up is is most water pumps on BMWs specifically, I see go bad anywhere from 60 to 120,000 miles. Okay, so if the car's got 80,000 on it, um, you know, not to say that the pump is going to go bad in the next, you know, 2,000 miles or something, but, um, you know, again, if somebody specializes in that particular brand of car, they're going to be able to better inform you and advise you as far as what maybe might be considered a, an item to do as a preventative kind of a thing okay and i don't mean preventative maintenance per se okay um so again it you know life left in a particular part uh it goes back to item number two really you're looking for reliability and dependability as far as driving the car uh, number four is how badly is a given part worn and how does it how does it affect the operation of the car so if they do find something, you know, whether maybe it's a suspension component or steering component and there's a slight amount of play, um, of course, BMW specifically would say any amount of play is too much. It should be replaced immediately. OK, you know, I, I understand that. OK, but, you know, again, um, you know, you you're looking for safety and reliability, uh, but there are some things that on a car that can show signs of wear, but it doesn't mean that, oh, we got to do it, you know, now, uh, maybe in the next week, a month, whatever the case may be. So again, the, the more that, that your particular shop has experience with that line of car, uh, the better they can advise you in that regard, okay? Uh, item number five would then be normal maintenance items, okay? What is just now due and what's coming up or overdue, okay? So again, these are in order of importance that I'm giving you. Okay, so, you know, obviously safety, reliability, dependability, uh, if a part is showing signs of wear, those are all things that should be done before what I would, what would be considered normal maintenance, okay, uh, in my mind anyway, okay. Uh, and again, so, you know, what might be due right now, what might might be coming up in the future, they should be able to advise you of that. You know, again, if 
most maintenance schedules with with uh, car manufacturers, um, they're either recommending by by mileage or time. Okay, sometimes both. Uh, usually, it's by mileage. Okay, um, so certainly they can tell you, um, you know, if, if something is coming up due. So again, this is something they should be able to give you an estimate for it, and it's something you can plan. You know, budget wise, you can plan for your future, and for the car's future. Okay. Uh, and then really kind of uh, the last two items, number six, would be, you know, any aesthetic or trim repairs. Okay, maybe there's, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, there might be a, a seal or rubber gasket or something like a door seal or something that's starting to go bad. But it's not creating an issue as far as an air leak or a water leak. Or maybe there's, uh, you know, badges on the car like the BMW Rondell. I mean, those certainly can go bad. Uh, and, you know, replacing those just kind of helps to spiff the car up a bit. Um, things like, uh, well, not really so much aesthetic, but one of the things that for me I find, because obviously repair shops, we open hoods a lot, uh, the hood support shocks, those will go bad. And if a customer is a type where they, they never open the hood ever, they don't even know that if that for some reason they did have to open the hood, it won't stay up by itself. Okay, not good. Uh, or it will come down uh, in a big surprise. I have had them do that in the shop where I open it and it, I think it's okay. It feels like the shocks are working all right. And next thing you know, you're lifting the car up in the air and the movement of the car going up on the hoist and all of a sudden the hood slams shut. Okay, well that obviously should not happen. It's because the hood shocks are, are bad. So well, that's sort of, that's not really an aesthetic item or trim item, but um, you get the idea of what I'm saying, but, you know, certainly there's, again, there's little things that can be done that, that, uh, after other important things that are more important can be done. And lastly would be in my mind would be to either have a full detail done on the vehicle or maybe even do it yourself. If you are so inclined, uh, the idea being obviously again, that once you get the car to where it's safe, reliable, um, there's no, uh, do or overdue maintenance work on it. Um, you know, clean it up and, and it'll certainly, it'll, it'll make you feel better as you're driving it. And, um, you know, the car will show better and so on and so forth. And like I say, you could even do it yourself if you wanted to. So the bottom line is, is do what, what needs to be done first while still driving the car and enjoying your newly purchased ride. Okay. Um, and again, um, my advice is when we got talking about PPI at the beginning of this podcast, it is a pre-purchase inspection, okay? That's really kind of key. Have this inspection done before you buy the car because now you know from a dollars and cents standpoint what is wrong with the car, what they see, okay? And again, uh, they may be tell talking to you about maintenance service that's not actually due yet, so that... You know, it's not fair to the to the current owner of it for to you start deducting out. Well, in 2,000 miles, it's going to be due for, uh, you know, spark plugs and a new air filter. Well, but it, the 2,000 miles still need to be put on the car, okay? But at least you'll know if you are going to buy the car and you're serious about it, you know what's coming up, okay? But more importantly, in this particular case, um, you know, you could find a car that, that needs some, some work and so on and so forth, right now and you can certainly use that as a negotiating item when you're talking with the current owner and saying hey look we had this car looked over and this is what they're saying it needs here pretty quick so 
you know, you're interested in buying the car, but, you know, you want to potentially deduct some of this money out. And in regards to that, it's, I wouldn't recommend or, you know, good luck if you're trying to deduct the whole amount of the repair out. Because the other side of it is that if they did those repairs ahead of time before they sold you the car, if their thought was is that they could raise the price of the car dollar for dollar for the for the cost of those repairs being done beforehand, good luck with that. Most people, as a prospective uh, buyer, is not going to is not going to reimburse them so to so to speak um, dollar for dollar in the cost of those repairs. Okay, so if if you as a potential buyer are not willing to pay dollar for dollar for the repairs they had done then the other side of it is that they really cannot necessarily expect to uh or you can't really expect to reduce the value of the car dollar for dollar as far as these repairs okay uh, again, it's all negotiable. It, it's kind of, it all depends on how you feel about that. It depends on how badly you want the car. Don't let them know that. Okay. If you're just hot to trot to get this car, uh, don't, you know, try to play the, uh, poker game, so to speak. Don't let them know. Um, especially if it's a used car dealer, uh, or, or, you know, a, a car dealership, because I mean, they're the professional. They do this all day, every day. So uh, you want to just try to put on the poker face in that regard. And, um, you know, don't let them know that you're that uh, excited about getting the car. So, But, again, this is all stuff. And, and, and getting back to the pre-purchase inspection, if it is, if it is by chance a dealership and they will not allow you to do that, um, personally, myself, I'd walk away. Okay. Uh, I think it's that important. They may say, well, we've already had that done. Here's the list, and this is what we did. Well, okay, that's that's fine. But, um, you know, you want to have another set of eyeballs on this thing, someone that you're paying for that's looking out for your interests, okay? And, again, if they, they may be backwards about wanting to be willing to release the car for part of a day or whatever, they may want to send a salesperson with it to whatever shop you're taking it to, um, those are all, you know, those are all possibilities, but if they flat refuse to allow you to have an independent, uh, set of eyes, look that car over, then personally myself, I'd be going, well, okay, have a nice day. I'm out of here. So hopefully that's, uh, helped you out a little bit. It's been kind of a quick one, but, um, that's, that's, like I say, this is to me, this is the list of order of priority in regards to doing repairs. And even for that matter, even if it's your own car and maybe you haven't taken it to a shop before that was really, you know, knowledgeable about the cars that you, the car you have, and they've given you this list, um, there's no reason why you can't have them try to prioritize it for you. And uh, just realize that, you know, getting back to repairs that aren't actually due yet, um, but they're going to be due, or, or if we're talking about replacing parts as a preventative measure you know like i mentioned about how water pumps can go bad anywhere from 60 to 120,000 miles um you can certainly ask the the shop you know well when do you think it's going to go bad uh good luck on that i mean you know they don't have a crystal ball so like i tell customers well i've seen them go bad in as little as 60,000 and i've seen some last all the way up to 120 130,000 
There's really no rhyme or reason why one necessarily lasts more than the other, but that seems to be the, you know, variable as far as life of that part goes. So uh, at that point, it's up to you when you kind of decide, well, when do you want to, you know, pull the trigger, as they say, and have a part replaced preventatively. Uh, and that part really goes with the usage of the vehicle. How far do you tend to drive it every day? Um, you know, sometimes it's, well, uh, you're going to be going on a big trip. So maybe it's a good idea to, you know, really go ahead and take care of some of this stuff that could potentially go bad on a trip, especially if it's a lo long mileage trip. So in any case, um, that's about it for this one. I hope you found it informative and, and helps you with your car ownership life. I appreciate you listening uh, uh, and uh, go from there with it. Uh, again, as usual, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. I'm also on LinkedIn and, uh, you know, would love to hear from you. Um, and for that matter, uh, if you're ever in Southern California, uh, look me up. My shop's in Newbury Park in Ventura County. And um, we go from there. Appreciate your time, appreciate your listening, and I hope you have a fantastic today and a great tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you, and thank you again.